0: Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world, or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and
1: wholeheartedly deconstruct each song, lyric by lyric.
0: Hey, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Morgan. <laughs> Today, we get to talk about the song I have been waiting to Talk about the song that I'm sure the listeners have been waiting to hear about. It is the All Too Well episode. A song we know all too well. Episode 213, the last of this series, the last of this season. season sorry, last of this season before we get another re record, um, hopefully soon. But we wanted to end on a bang, so we decided to um, cover both the original version of all too well and then the 10 minute version of all too well on taylor's red version yes and we don't
1: have a fearless feature for this one correct
0: correct we i know that that goes a little off of our you know our script and we like to keep things consistent but we have a plug we do have a plug, Aaron, Why don't you Why don't you plug okay, away?
1: I'll plug us up. You know.
0: Oh, plug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh put in the
1: plug. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna, gonna pull
0: your plug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So our plug is basically, uh, we've talked about this before, but get involved in your community. So we spend a whole season uh, talking to you about issues that we care about. Things that we're passionate about in our communities or national or international, whatever, um, and then telling you a group and that you can donate to or get resources from. But this kind of stuff exists in your community. You can pick an issue that you care about. Say it's okay, well, LGBT, and I feel like there's not enough LGBT resources for students at my high school, or for if you're a student, for you know, for students like myself right? Start researching. Are there groups around? There probably are. If there aren't in your immediate community, maybe in a neighboring community. And these are groups that you can reach out to. You can just send them an email or call
0: them up. And I think I think the emphasis is on doing something local because, because this is a podcast that has an international reach. We tend to focus on um, fearless features that are more national slash international so that everyone can partake in what we are encouraging but this is this is a plug to and a reminder that local politics are far more important than i mean i shouldn't say important but more beneficial for your day-to-day life um than you know supporting groups that are international just because this is gonna you're gonna see change quickly if you get involved locally so this is our plug to just say Find something that excites you. Find something that you're passionate about and go out and do something about it. Be be an advocate and fight.
1: Yeah. And a lot of these local groups, they need help and they just need volunteers. And if you don't want to volunteer, you can learn more about your community. You can donate or they might be having like a collection drive or something like that. But honestly, most of the time, these groups just need somebody to donate an hour or two of time every once in a while. Right. So
0: Go be fearless. Woo! All right. Well, so we are we are I, moving in. This is the last episode of our season. I know it's crazy. Um I feel I feel sad, but I also am excited for the next re-record. At this point, we don't know what it is. Um I know that there are lots of guesses out there, but we really don't know. Have a clue. Taylor hasn't I mean, maybe she's given us some easter eggs, but with like her Easter eggs, you never really know that they're Easter eggs until we've they're confirmed. So we're going into this without knowing what the new, new re-record is. So we don't know when season three will be released. But thank you for those that um, stuck around with us through season two. And also thank you for any new listeners that just got hooked on Red and decided to start this season.
1: I don't know about you, but I'm feeling season
0: two. There we go. That's a callback, guys. That's Mm -hmm. what we call a callback.
1: I'm Taylor Swift bringing it full circle with the storytelling. (laughs) Uh, There were some Easter eggs leading up to the release of the All Too Well short film, though. There were. Do you want to hit on those? I'm trying to think if I remember. I know one of them was her wearing the black turtleneck and having her hair down with
0: the bangs and the red lipstick in that TikTok video. Oh, and that was like Sadie Sink's... Outfit, outfit, Mm yeah. Oh, for the and for those of you, I mean, we assume that since you're listening to our podcast, you're you're just as big of Swifties as we are. But we are talking about the um, Taylor Swift's short film that was released the day after the Red, um, Red Taylor's version was released, and the short film is um, the All Too Well short film. And so the other. A Easter egg
1: was she was writing in a notebook in a TikTok video of the one of the things she loves about fall. Okay. And that notebook is the book that is in the movie. Oh, okay. The all too well book. It's like a notebook of itself.
0: This is why I love doing this podcast with you because you still teach me things. Girl, let
1: me teach you. Oh, I mean,
0: hey, I'm a teacher.
1: You are. Isn't so that great. tender?
0: <laughs> so, First um like we are going to try to we just want to give you a warning that this might be a little bit of a sporadic episode. We might be jumping back and forth just because we both are so passionate about this song and we want to we want to touch on both versions of it even though the 10 minute version incorporates all of the original version. Um, So we may be jumping back and forth. So we apologize ahead of time if it seems a little bit disjointed, but just bear with us because we have a lot to say. We have been waiting to do this episode and we hope that you are as excited to listen to it as we are to talk about it. Um, So I think just the way that like we start every song, I will say that the original album, when it was, when it was released, they, you know, the liner notes, the liner note for this song for the all too well song, the hidden message was maple lattes. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. See, you teach me things. So I think, um, I think people's consensus is the reason it was maple lattes. There's that fall picture that of Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift walking with their arms around each other uh, with coffees. And I think that that was probably something that they enjoyed together was maple lattes.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of scared to talk
0: about this song. I know you are.
1: <laughs> I, I know I came in sounding pretty confident, guys, but... Uh...
0: She's scared that she's not going to do it justice, but we will. I have faith in us. Okay. All right. Well, I... Why don't we start? Do you, do you know the story of how she wrote this song? the
1: story the original story yeah so this is the kind of stuff that just takes up space in my brain yeah as a taylor swift
0: so why don't we start with that why don't you share with the uh, listeners how she came up with this song
1: okay well as far as i know she had been kind of writing tidbits of lyrics and those are some of the original lyrics we had seen in the lover journals that were released during the lover album era Uh they were if you don't know those were her diary entries That were released. And so I think she had kind of been working on chunks and just like playing around. As far as I can tell, it was a very just cathartic, like raw, pretty much just her processing her emotions. And then she went out
0: either before a performance. It was during the Speak Now tour. And she was doing a sound check.
1: And she basically was like, I want to play this song for you all. And sat down and started playing this, like, the 10-minute version that we know. And was sort of just, like, vamping. Like, and it's almost like you can tell in the music right. that it's kind of vamping.
0: Yeah, she's just kind of... Um, she's just stream of consciousness. It's all of these thoughts, these emotions that just uh, come out. And Liz Rose... This was the last Rose... The last Rose. This is the last song that... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) the final rose the bachelorette i mean that is in my head because you know i'm a fan um this is the last song that taylor as of now that taylor swift collaborated with liz rose on and i think liz rose spoke to the fact that taylor wrote her own songs but she had all of these verses that she just that liz helped her make sense of so taylor wrote these these lyrics herself but liz helped her construct them in a way that made sense
1: after the cathartic playing
0: yes so liz was in the audience or was there and listened to this and then helped her make it into a song
1: okay and i know like i think her mom had recorded it because later on she was like did somebody get that and they were like yeah okay morgan can
0: you imagine that you were just sitting there and heard that no i can't i mean This has to be, I mean, in in my opinion, this is the, the greatest song ever written. Just the pure, her pure ability to tell this narrative while capturing the emotions, while painting such a bright picture in our heads of what is going on in her head, but also while it's specific memories to her they apply to everyone else that listens to it, even though those memories themselves aren't ones that are our own. It's just, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and I think, like we've said, a lot of people have had a relationship heartbreak like this, like a big heartbreak, your big first heartbreak that you ever had, where it felt like that, or just a relationship where someone was subtly putting you down. And it's the kind of shit that you can't really, like, put into words sometimes when you say back the stuff that they said it's like it doesn't sound like how it felt in the moment do you know what i mean right it doesn't sound like as big of a deal if you were telling someone and then he said i didn't drop his hand like but i know that he did like it would sound so petty but you're like i know this is someone putting me down
0: (laughs) and um the the interesting thing about this song is so taylor when she i think she screened the all too too well short film to an audience of about 200 people on the day that it was released and in her intro she said that a record label didn't pick this song as a single and she said it was it's her favorite it was about something very personal to me it was very hard to perform it live now honestly this song is 100% us 100, 100% about us and for you so what started as a cathartic release for her became a a almost secret club between her and her fans
1: yeah this is the song that has united the fandom and what i think is interesting about that is that we sort of like as a fandom this was the song that everybody gravitated towards and was like this is the I i mean not hidden gem because in our fandom it wasn't hidden but to the world it was hidden and now it's not hidden.
0: Well, no, and I think that 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 some part of that makes me a little bit sad because I know, it's me like too. that intimacy that the fandom shared is lost on us just because it's become such a Huge big hit. release now. Um, but I I still believe that the true fans listen to the new ten minute version completely differently than the new fans. You know what I'm saying? hmm. Like, I think we still listen to it differently because we had so many years with the original version before we got the 10 minute version.
1: Yeah, I was so scared. We had talked about it and I think we talked about it on air, right? Yeah. Like,
0: how scared? we? Because it was the one that I was most eagerly ex, like I was the one that I was anticipating the one that I was so excited about. I'll be honest, my friend Guba, who I talked to about it, too. He was nervous for it. I remember you said you were nervous for it i was never nervous for it i knew that it was gonna rock this juliana was nervous for it for it too because we
1: were texting about it because i was like morgan's not nervous i'm nervous what if
0: it's not good i knew that i knew that she would not release something that was not good
1: but going back to how this was originally written what the fuck yeah how did she do that her stream of consciousness is this yeah this is her stream of consciousness
0: I mean, talk like she about... She sits down to play and this comes out? Talk about a, a person finding their calling in life. I mean, she's found it. Like, this is... She She can just... She can spew lines that are beautiful, that make sense, just without really thinking about she's it. She's a real
1: poet. Yeah. Um. How much of the lyrics do you think are true to
0: the original, like, her
1: just vamping and playing for her
0: I band? think because she explained that that's how she wrote it, I think they're all spot on. I think that they, like, if that's how she's, when she just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Another great song. Yes. When she just let it go, those those are the words that came out. And so I don't think she was drawing parallels. I don't think she was making analogies. I think that they were raw and true. I think everything in this happened to her. Mm. Um, I read this really good article that called this, that, Uh, from the New York Times after it was released that was titled The Weaponization of Memory. And the writer basically says that the song is like a weaponization of memory, that the devil's in the details, and that the more specific, the more that they seem to assert in the face of an unfeeling and perhaps manipulatively disbelieving ex that this experience really happened. happens a lost scarf, the way an open refrigerator illuminated a dark kitchen, and it's just like it. it to me, I really liked that because that's exactly what this song is. is it's, it's the
1: best of her imagery, yeah. And like you said, capturing the small moments that are specific but that are yet applicable to everyone, which is kind of her best skill. I think that's her best skill.
0: And and the. Um, The author of this went on to say it was about a young woman's attempt to find retroactive equilibrium in a relationship that was based on a power imbalance that she was not at first able to perceive. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was very well put.
1: Yeah. Well, the quote that the movie starts out with is love is short. Forgetting is so long.
0: And that's another full circle because we started this um, season with that poem Um, Because the original version of Taylor, she says, and I read it, but I'll remind you guys all again. In the original album, she says, there's an old poem by Neruda that I've always been captivated by. And one of the lines in it has stuck with me ever since the first time I read it. It says, love is so short, forgetting is so long. It's a line I've related to my saddest moments when I needed to know someone else had felt that exact same way. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's from that poem. It's from that poem and it obviously still carries weight with her, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years later.
1: So, as we're going through this, I'm going to let you guide the flow of it, but did you want overall thoughts on the film at first or
0: Well, why don't we why don't we start with um why don't we just start with your We're going you,
1: through the original song first, right?
0: Yeah, well, What I'm thinking is now that we're kind of into this and we're talking more in general, I think the best thing to do would be to to continue for a little bit about the generalization of it. And then I think we just what we have to do is we just have to go through the lyrics, but then we can point out where they change Mm -hmm. from the others. And Mm -hmm. then we'll simultaneously go through the film, which I know sounds a lot of multitasking. But I think... I think if we don't do it that way, then we end up with repeating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to forget thoughts throughout the way. So, okay. So, why don't, what was, do you remember the first time you heard this song? (gasps) Oh, I would have been
1: on that bunk bed in college. (laughs) Okay. Which is where I first listened to the Red album. Isn't it crazy how you can remember? Yeah. Yeah. The places you were because they really mark you.
0: I was driving from D.C. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I had just um, dropped my partner off at the airport and he was flying back to the U.K. And I was listening to this song. And I remember thinking it was good at the time, but I was in such a different place with my feelings that it was almost too heartbreaking for me to listen to because I wanted to hear something more uplifting.
1: Yeah, I think I did that thing with this song that I I do with most slow songs. It's very, very rare for me to immediately be like, that song I love the first time I heard it, you know. Uh, I think the ones we've talked about, like the big bangers, are the ones that really mark my memory as being like, whoa. Because it was like, this is so different for Taylor, you know. Whereas the Heartbreak songs, I was more familiar with. And then I just need more time to absorb them. So I don't remember like sitting there thinking any, partic- any particular thing about the song. I just remember over time, over the years, always going to that one and going to that one when I like wanted to feel something, you know, one like of- when you want to eat ice cream.
0: One of the or when you, like I go to it when I just want to belt out song sing i just want to sing to myself in my car like this song is one of those that i go to because i just love to sing this song because i and i'm not kidding four out of five times that i sing it i still end up in tears because it's just so captivating i do remember though one of the first times i listened to it at the end like when it gets right before it gets to the bridge i thought that that was the end of the song because i was like this it's good but i can't I was still under the impression that it was going to follow the same kind of like A, B, A, B, C, A format, you -hmm. know, like just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But then it turns on you and tells you a completely different like and shifts and gives you more insight into what she was feeling. And I just remember being blown away that she was that this song was still going when Mm -hmm. I was when I and that was just the five minute version that this song was still Is going. Is the original five? Yeah, it's a, it's over five. It's like about five and mm. a half. It feels, it,
1: <laughs> it feels short now. Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I feel less emotional listening to the 10-minute version than the original.
0: That's I, fair. I realize
1: that's a weird thing.
0: No, because, so... I think actually I'm going to go back to this article that I read in the New York Times because I think she does a good job of of saying that. Whereas I will still say that the 10 minute version is my favorite one. Now mm-hmm. she says that um, that the for the elegant simplic- simplicity of its structure, the shorter All Too Well version is the better song. But the power of the new version comes from its unapologetic messiness, the way it allows a woman's subjective emotional experience to take up a defiantly excessive amount of time and space. Oh, my God. <gasps> I'm g- oh. I know. I wish, I wish those were my words. <laughs> That's, like, making me cry a little bit. That's so good. Can you read that again? Yeah, I'll read it again. For the elegant simplicity of its structure... The shorter "All Too Well" version is the better song, but the power of the new version comes from its unapologetic messiness—the way it allows a woman's subjective emotional experience to take up a defiantly excessive amount of time and space.
1: It's that's perfect. I know. I, I couldn't have said it better. No. Not I wish capable. I wish those were my words. I, <laughs> I wish, wish I had
0: said it. Too. Me too. <laughs>
1: that's that's it though. Like "All Too Well" is a better just neatly told story the original mm-hmm. and and it's a different version of the story it is. and it's a version that i'm closer friends with
0: yeah. honestly see i just i mean we'll get i just love though belting out that last new verse
1: yeah oh i love a 10 minute version is oh. amazing but i think it's exactly like what the writer said it's the unapologetic Messiness. This is it. And this is like behind the curtains Wizard of Oz. Like, Yeah. This is what was like really happening because you get a lot more of this the is messy what she riffed
0: line. when she was on that stage and it was being recorded for the first time. This that that is the version that we get with the 10 minute version. It's
1: raw emotion. Yeah. It's not been polished in any way, shape or no. form. And we thought we felt that much emotion in the original,
0: but we didn't. And you get that you get that as well with the production value, too, because the production is very different. Because you have more of the the soft, um, om- almost like cleanliness of the like piano and the guitar in the original version, but then you have the like you have Jack Antonoff produced the ten minute version, and he's much more of that you know, s- um, s- what's the word like the uh machine synchro like what are what do you call like that those like. <laughs> <laughs> Like synth, yeah. Like it's much more, it it, it's much more startling. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that? (laughs) Morgan's impression of a robot.
1: (laughs) Are you ready for comedy? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Um. So you can even in the just the way that it's produced, it's sound. It's you have the clean versus the messy. So do you want to um. You want to dive in to the word, the lyrics, yeah, and simultaneously we can talk about the um the (laughs) wait, wait, wait.
1: I have a moment.
0: Do you remember one of the earlier times we were hanging
1: out, and Gabe and I went to y'all's house, your old house, yeah, and we were like. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? When we first discovered that we really were into Taylor. Do you remember that? That I, was a I,
0: moment. That was a moment. How did we not know previously? I don't know. I think because we only really found out that we both were obsessed with Taylor Swift when um Lover came out. Is that how it happened? Yeah, because we I think we both ended up talking about I think we were in a car driving to um one of or one of the dem <laughs> one of the dem meetings and you were like, let's put on Taylor's new album. And I was like, oh shit, you like Taylor too? I think that was one of the first times.
1: Oh, so we would have been with Daniel on the way. And I forced him to listen to every song on that album.
0: (laughs) I mean, I did too at one point.
1: Yeah. So, and then that's when he started taking it more seriously because he was like, these are two highly intelligent, powerful women
0: that I respect. Yeah. Yeah. Who like. The same thing. Yeah. So you came over to
1: my house. So I came to your house, and I think you asked me what's your favorite Taylor Swift song. And we were like, wait, wait, wait. Let's say it at the same time. And we were like, one, one
0: two, two, three. three. All,
1: All too well. well. <laughs> yes. And then, like, I think David and Gabe looked at us like, the <laughs> uh, uh, <"Da> fuck? <laughs> Which has happened. Yeah.
0: For sure. They definitely did. I still get those looks whenever I listen to Taylor Swift, but
1: it's it's not my number one anymore i mean we'll get to rankings but um of her discography but i didn't i also am realizing as we've been talking about it i think in my rankings that i did for this album i just i did both yeah as one like i ranked them as one yeah i don't too. know how to separate them. i did the same okay yeah all
0: right okay so what? Why don't we start, so you start, the, the short film starts with that quote that we, from Neruda, that we just said.
1: Yeah, and so this would be, if we were doing the film, it would be
0: an upstate escape. So is that, so that's the first chapter? Yes. Is it an upstate escape?
1: Yes. In this film, if we're just going through all of them at the same time, this film is starring Sadie Sink, who is 19, and she's from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And Dylan O'Brien, who is thirty,
0: who I don't know what Dylan O'Brien is from. No, I don't know. I think he was a teen. He was Teen Wolf. Okay on on the Disney Channel. That was where he got his start. Okay, I've not seen Teen Wolf. Neither have (laughs) I because I think it was. I mean, but he's cute. But he looks like Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: He does. He definitely does. And so Jake was twenty nine when they dated, and Taylor was twenty. So yeah. So she did. So thirty and nineteen.
0: They're like a year extra apart, but they're very close in. And she did that obviously intentionally.
1: Mm-hmm. Also overall, I'm just going to give some overall things about the film while we're yeah, here. Please. Um, Obviously we noticed there's lyrical parallels that we can point out as we go through the lyrics, like between the visuals and the lyrics. There's a 1989 vehicle and I think it's one of the same vehicles that Jake had. Oh, okay. Um, And then... There's the birthday cake scene that's significant as well. Mm-hmm. This film is apparently supposed to be shot and look kind of like a film that Jake Gyllenhaal himself did, which was called Nocturnal Animals. Okay. And it was starring him and Amy Adams. Okay. So Amy Adams has red hair, mm. right? And I guess there's like shot parallels that people have looked at. So I that's one of those Taylor things that she would be doing to kind of Get a jab in, you know how like with Dear John, the music is supposed to kind of sound like a John Mayer song. Yeah, so I think that's what's happening with this film. It's also shot on, um, like that 35, 35 millimeter millimeter film, which is kind of like vintage looking and just kind of feels like the
0: red era. It does. It do- it has that, everything
1: she did in the it has characters. that almost like
0: sepia background. Like yeah. the colors are heightened like the reds and the oranges and the yellows are more stark to the background.
1: And there's like flicks, like it looks like more like a film reel.
0: And I just, I want to go back. I think that another reason that she chose to have Sadie Sink play her was because she was from Stranger Things and everyone related can look at her and think, oh, she's so young. And I think she really wanted to point out the age disparity between the two of them mm. and make it like heighten it more so because if you didn't have that familiarity with her with stranger things you, you wouldn't have looked at them and been like they're 11 years apart
1: yeah so what do you think about that because it's almost seems like one of those things where i can see myself at the time being like oh yeah we're not that far apart in age whenever people point it out like a decade or like there's people who date all the time who are 10 years apart, right? But then it's like one of those things when you're older, you're like, Oh, you realize how young you
0: were. You realize how young you were. And you realize that, and that the individual that was younger thought that they were on the same page, but very clearly looking back on it, they were not
1: right. And you don't realize that power imbalance until you're already out of that relationship. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm much older.
0: Um, so I will say before it does the first chapter, she Sadie Singh's character says, are you for real? And he says, what do you mean? And she says, I just feel like I made you up. I just, I like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a dream to be dating this like older,
0: handsome. And I also think you just get the, man. you get the the feeling throughout the film that when they're alone without any distractions which is why they always went to upstate and why they danced around in the refrigerator light they're when they're alone the the things that she loves about being about him really come through like and so she's really like are is this real like these are all the things I wanted in someone and here you are but it's when They're around other people that those go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay, Okay. well,
0: here we go. So I walked through the door with you. The air was cold, but something about it felt like home somehow. And I left my scarf there at your sister's house, and you still got it in your drawer even now. So I know that we don't need to talk about this, but we should. I mean, here's the infamous scarf. The scarf. And it also is shown in the film where she walks into the door or in the door and she hangs the red scarf on on the the banister. banister.
1: So on the banister was one of the original lyrics from the lover notebook. Oh, I didn't know that she she wrote, and I left my scarf there on the banister. Okay. Um, And then also in the film behind the banister is a stained glass window. And it has that crest that I pointed out to you Mm -hmm. that's in the Long Pond Studio sessions that we had talked about that's been in different videos in the background Mm -hmm. that Taylor Swift has been using throughout the years. Um, So the crest was like the three cats and then I can't remember what
0: else is on it. A 13. I think there was... Yeah, I don't remember what was on it either. Well, on
1: this crest, there's only one cat. Because I think, wouldn't she only have had the one, one cat, cat at the when, time? Yeah, probably. Um. All right. Well, from the beginning of these lyrics, we are painted a picture that if you didn't have this movie,
0: right? Right. We still got this vision.
1: Yeah. You walk through and I don't know how, but like your family's house felt like home to me.
0: And the co- it was cold. So they, you know, it was, that's why she was wearing a scarf the air was cold but it felt like home meaning that as soon as she walked in it felt warm it felt welcoming it felt comfortable
1: right and i think like and you've still got it in your drawer even now you're wondering like are they together they're broken up like you you don't know at that point in the
0: song if you've never heard it no but i think I think because of the music, you know that that's what direction it's going to. Going. <laughs> down, 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 down. Um, oh, your sweet disposition and my wide eyed gaze. We're singing in the car, getting lost upstate. Autumn leaves <gasps> falling down like pieces into place. It's so good. Yeah, and I can picture it after all these days. Oh, my God. I mean, this is like the
1: song you point to when you're like, when someone so like quite literally like i was at a party one time um with victoria and debbie and our other uh, margaret lyle and some other people here in the community and so victoria's like closer to my age a couple years younger and her mom is you know close to my mom's age and she's like so what what is it you like about taylor swift cuz somebody made some comment like blah 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 Rude. you know what i mean and i was like excuse me <clears throat> i am here
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me inform you
1: (laughs) you are wrong (laughs) and they were like well what do you what do you mean like what is it like and i was like i can promise you the songs you've heard on the radio by her are good right and they were like yeah they're good they're pretty good and i was like so what are you like thinking about her and i'm like it's probably like that she's just that has like this more simplistic pop right you don't actually know her real music and they're like, okay, we'll play it for us, you know? So I play this song and they listen to it. And I'm like, these are the kind of lyrics that I'm like pointing out. Like,
0: this is why she's such a good writer, right? Like autumn leaves falling down. Like pieces into place. I know, here's the thing that that um, that's so hard though is because I always point to this song too. But unless you actually listen to it more than one time, You don't pick up on those lyrics. And so I always fall short when I Mm -hmm. am trying to say this song is a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel that way about a lot of her songs, though. It's like, you know, I could play My Tears Ricochet for people and And it's like, it goes right over their head. Yeah, those little dumbasses. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, and it's also because she. You have to actually listen. There's different types of people with music. There are. And that. Because I mean, if you think even the singles that were released with Folklore and um, Evermore, those are still the most simplistic songs on those albums. Mm-hmm. She never releases a a single that really paints the lyrical genius that she is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah,
1: but I think the type of person who is into Taylor Swift is the type of person who listens to lyrics. And I've said this before. Here we go, I'll say it again. I think like there's different types of music listeners, right? And I think one of them is lyric listeners, lyric focused. And I think another type is just like feel focused or like not necessarily music, but just like the overall vibe of the song focused, right? And then I think there's people who appreciate some of both, but I find that when I'm with my friends, like we often have a thing where we rotate picking a song to Mm -hmm. play. And it's like, I can't pick Taylor too often and I'd be like, Oh my God, Aaron, stop. right? Right. But occasionally I'm like you all, this song is so good. And so I did Ivy recently. Okay. And I was telling them about like, you know, these theories and about, um, um, Oh my gosh. What's her name? The writer. Which writer? Emily Dickinson. 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 Thank you. And I'm just like trying to get them to understand, but they're like kind of talking and like not fully paying attention. Well, that's what I was just
0: going to say is that I can never put Taylor Swift on with my friends because they They talk. talk. And I'm like, you can't talk if I'm trying to tell you to listen to the the lyrics. Shut the fuck up. I only listen to Taylor Swift when I'm alone because I want to hear it. It's not background music to me. Yeah, it even irritates me
1: when he will like. I'm pointing this direction. I'm not <laughs> sure if he's still home and can ever hear me, but like he'll try to talk to me when I'm listening to her music, oh. and
0: and like to him, he's like she's listened to the song before, but to me, I'm like no. It's a holy experience. It is a holy experience. Every single time you listen to a song is a different experience. Anyway, that was a side note, but yes, this was what this line, and I to go back up to. You know, reiterate what you said about how before we even had the short film, you were you envisioned these things. And then, along with this, you she's putting into picture what you already had in your head, the car driving upstate, autumn leaves falling down. Mm-hmm. And so the scarf on the banister, the scarf on the banister. And so she's she's checking those boxes, telling you, yes. Here's your reward for loving this song for so long. I <laughs> I am giving you the picture that you want.
1: Yeah, here's your cookie. Yeah, I give you the visual, and it, it, it is it how you pictured it? Because for me, it's not because I pictured Taylor.
0: Oh yeah, well of course I pictured Taylor too, but it is those all. Au- it's the same visuals. It's the same yeah. visuals. Um. So then it's, and I know it's long gone. So this is our first hint. We know it's over. Yeah, I know it's long gone. And that magic's not here no more. And I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all. So good. So I have to say, I didn't pick a favorite lyric in this song because I just can't. I can't either. I didn't do it either. I can't, but that is one of the best lyrics. I've responded to so many people before when they ask me, are you okay? Yeah, you've told me that before. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay, but I'm not fine at all. I I get you 100%. Yeah. Because, I mean, that is that is a feeling in in, in and of itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm surviving. I'm getting through. But I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not doing well. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, because there we are again. Are we going into the next chapter now? If we
0: were doing the film. So chapter two is the first crack in the glass. No, we're not there yet. Okay. The first crack in the glass comes at the photo album. The next verse. Okay. i'm
1: I'm hungry i'm like hoping that my stomach is not growling into this mic.
0: because there we are again on that little town street you almost ran the red because you were looking over at me wind in my hair i was there i remember it all too well
1: okay taylor loves dating guys who can't drive she does (laughs) (laughs) who like wreck their cars or run (laughs) off the road or whatever girl you just need to take the wheel (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) taylor take the world so um i love the use of red here Uh, me
0: too that's why that's why i enunciated it at that point because here here's here she's using red in a completely different context but it's still red it's
1: still it has to be an allusion to that right right so you know he's looking over at her. That's that, the magic that she's saying that it's not there anymore is like he's still really into her. And I think later in the relationship, she feels like that's not, not there. Reciprocated.
0: Yeah, but he was so distracted by her that he almost ran the red because he was just captivated by her looking over at her. They were, in, they were so in, intertwined at that point in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So the next part is where we start chapter two. Next, yeah. Chapter it's- two is the first crack in the glass. And I want to just point out that that chapter name reminds me of the champagne problems. Yes.
1: And there's champagne in this video. Yes. So do you
0: think that Jake proposed? I don't. Do you? I can't imagine that he would. No. I mean, they were, they only dated for like three months. Yeah. I don't think he proposed. And I, you know, I think she, I think she was ready to marry him. Wait, after three, three months. I thought they did it for like eight. No, I think it was like on and off. I, I think it was a lot shorter than anyone else th- because they started dating in like the fall, and through the winter, and then they were they stopped dating in the spring. Mm. I think, and I think tot totality, it was only three months because it was on again, off again, again, like all the time. Yeah, but it just yeah. So when I the chapter when it said the first crack in the glass, I immediately was like reminded of that lyric your heart was glass and i dropped it
1: oh that's not even what i was thinking of i was just thinking of the first crack in the glass like the champagne glass
0: well so that that, and she drinks champagne in the movie she does when she's of age (laughs) um she says your heart was in champagne problems your heart was glass and i dropped it we all know that that was you know i broke your heart so i think that this is then going back to the first crack in the glass so the first break in her heart that's kind of how i see it
1: okay i love that uh this no this no
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what you're trying to say (laughs) (laughs) this next chunk is so good because we're time traveling here we're time traveling and we get we we can finally see the start of what broke them apart right but uh, i mean if we're going on to photo album on the counter oh well yes but when she's sing, okay so this is where it does get confusing is because photo album on the counter is also that is being sung while they're at the dinner party in the in the right in the film in the film yes yeah. so in my brain these lyrics have totally different visuals
1: obviously than what's happening in the film exactly here. and this I, is where it departs for yes me.
0: this is where. well i think she yeah she does that purposely i think this is where it departs from the song mm-hmm. like the lyrics don't match the visual or mm-hmm. sorry the the lyrics the, don't match the original like the lyrics of your of all too well, do not match up with the visual of what you're seeing in the short film. Right. At this point. Yes. Okay.
1: So, photo album on the counter, your cheeks were turning red, you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed. I,
0: st- I mean, this visual still is so great. And it's I, so good. Because you can picture it. It's like
1: when you go home and meet the person's family. And, and you're-, you're
0: looking at pictures of when they were kids, and they're embarrassed, and... You get to find out this, well, your mother's telling stories of you on the T-Ball team. You taught me about your past, thinking your future was me. So you're hearing these stories of the past, thinking that he's being intimate, sharing all of his past with you because he wants the future to be with you, too. mm mm-hmm. Um.
1: That line is fucking brilliant, right? It though, is so right? good. It's so good.
0: Bloody brilliant. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. You
1: taught me about your past thinking your future was me like what the fuck i i don't even know like i'm not qualified to really like analyze lyrics i have no i mean because i qualification to do this
0: her juxtaposition of past Past and and future is just spot on and she says exactly once again she wraps up everything that i just explained but 10 times shorter in just one verse right Or one lyric. I thought she originally
1: said, you told me about your past. I did, too. I sang that for... Me, too.
0: (laughs) ...a long time. Taught
1: is... Interesting. ...different, right? Like, you're instructing me about who you were. Like, these are lessons about your life. Like, it's different.
0: Okay, so this is where this diverts from the original. Yes, and the music changes. Music changes. So the original goes on to say, and I know it's long gone and there was nothing else i could do so it goes back into that that you know uh pattern of the the song the conciseness of We're it. still in chapter 2. We're still in chapter 2. But now we get the drive so they're in that middle of in the in the film they're in the middle of the woods and he jumps out of the car and throws his car keys on the ground. Right. And that's when we get you and you were tossing me the car keys. Fuck the patriarchy keychain on the ground. We were always skipping town,
1: so your reaction at this point, watching the film, like, because this is your first time listening ten minute version, uh-huh, right? Mm-hmm. We hadn't heard it,
0: no, we did. We did. yeah. we heard it because she released the the album on you know, at midnight. Uh-huh. on a Thursday, or going into the Friday, and then the film dropped that Friday afternoon. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Because then she performed it on SNL the following Saturday, on that Saturday.
1: So the first time listening to this, then,
0: where, I don't e- I was in my I bed, mean- I, I remember. It was 5 o'clock in the morning, I woke up, and I put this song on immediately. I don't remember it. Oh, I, I mean...
1: <laughs> I know we had the red release party leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So I must have hung up, and then just sat there and listened to it downstairs, I guess. I do remember being like, whoa, because this is when it first departs, like,
0: yeah, and you don't because you don't know when it's it immediately coming. comes out with fuck the patriarchy. And you don't know when it's coming when you first hear it because you don't know what the 10 minute version is going to be when you first hear it. You don't know if it's going to be extra verses or if it's going to be tacked on at the end or right. But so up until this point, we're all singing along. We're all we all know it. We noticed the production's different, but we got it. We got it. We got it. And then it's. You, you were tossing, tossing me, me the, the car keys. keys. We're like, whoa, what in the tempo of the music changes? Like we said, fuck the patriarchy. And so I'm assuming that he had a keychain that said, fuck, to pa- fuck the patriarchy. Is this what we think? Because that's what she's selling online, and that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a quote that he said. Like he was going on a rant, like a liberal rant, which is great, you know? Yeah. I, I, mean, it bo- I mean, it could be
0: both. I mean, he probably was going on a liberal rant if he had a keychain that said, fuck the patriarchy at some point in his life. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it was at this moment, but. So
1: it was his car, right? Yeah. That he was driving. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So either it was on the keychain or he said it. We're not sure. Um, and so they were always skipping town. I guess they were always just getting they went upstate a lot. Do you think his family lived there?
0: I bet he has a house up there or something.
1: Like a cabin.
0: And I and it's also like like I mentioned earlier, like that's when their relationship like that seemed to be the only time that their relationship was good was when they were alone and outside of the city.
1: Yeah, I also feel like you could interpret this lyric as like I think I did when I first heard it before I saw the visual I think I thought it was her saying that. Yeah. Like, and you were tossing me the car keys. Fuck the patriarchy. Like, we were always skipping town. Like, it's like, (laughs) I'm going to use a lame term, but like, you're jazzed up youth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're just like heated. You're like, just that like energy of being young and in love and like, the spark and like, things are hot and high intensity, Yeah, you know? For sure. All right, well, and I was thinking on the drive down, any time now, he's gonna say it's love. He never called it what it was. Which means... You never called it what it was. He never said, I love you too. No, or Or he never said, I love
0: you, to begin with. Like, and she knew that they felt it, but he never said it. Okay. And that, until... They were dead and gone and buried, Check the pulse and come back swearing it's the same after three months in the grave. I love that so much. So until they broke up, that's when he decided he was in love with her and told her that and then swore it was the exact same relationship that it was prior to them breaking up, but it had already been dead.
1: Yeah, and... This this next part, like,
0: uh... It's so hard, <laughs> I know. And then you wondered where it went to as I reached for you. But all I felt was shame, and you held my lifeless frame. Um,
1: I've had this exact feeling. Me too. Like when you've been with a new person yeah. already, but then like, you're still, like, kind of trying to get back with that person. So this is this moment, like, they, we are never getting back together, like, right? So they had, like you said, so it was, like, three months, and then it was, like, some on and off again after that. And so they're lying in bed together, but she's just feeling shame. Shame for, like, I don't want to be back in this. And shame for also maybe having been with someone else.
0: And shame for just, like... Thinking, trusting him that it would be the same. And I mean, it's kind of like a, I hate to, I hate to say this and maybe I should just say like a trigger alert here, but it's almost like she's having sex and she doesn't want to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you held my lifeless frame. Like she was not into whatever they were doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it just is like a very specific visual of my own life of being that like moment when it's like kind of started seeing someone else, but like, maybe we'll get back together and then
0: we're laying there and I'm like, this is not right. Yeah. No. This and I, I completely right. agree. But like, you know, when you're saying you're, this is not right. That means that you're partaking in something. That's it could be not what you really want to be partaking in. Yeah,
1: I never thought of it that way it could be.
0: All right. <laughs> and so now we go back. Oh, so the, and the, also during the during the film, this is where we see the dinner party scene of all of his friends and she she is dressed in a way that she's not dressed throughout the rest of the film she's when she's dressed
1: more mature, yes. right? So this is the Her black hair is turtleneck straight,
0: black turtleneck red lips um it's all of his friends around the table and i i think i you know it, it kind of it hits that um that song from i bet you or that lyric from i bet you still think about me talking about books that i had never heard of that's
1: yeah yeah that's
0: this scene. that's the scene
1: are we in chapter three now
0: no this is still the first crack in. The oh my cup. god
1: <laughs> okay you let me know when we get to chapter three i feel like you know the film better than i I do
0: yeah well but i didn't write down all of them so what's the what's the next chapter after that are you real okay yeah no so this is still chapter this is still the first crack in the glass because that's where we see the fight that's where we see him drop like get out of the car storm out of the car throw the keychain on the ground she's seeing a different side of him she's seeing like oh shit He's different than when it's just the two of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's a thing, too, in relationships, isn't it?
0: Yes. And then there's that huge fight scene in the kitchen where there's no music going on. And they she's like, you dropped my hand. And well, so it starts like, these are my friends. They were super fucking nice to you all night. And she said, you dropped my fucking hand. What am I supposed to do with that? And then she says, you're making me feel fucking stupid. You just treated me differently. And, and I've had that fight so many times. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what she's feeling right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm never, I'm not good enough for you. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And you did, you treated me differently, but you're acting like you didn't. Like, and I feel like even if you've not been in this type of relationship, you can relate to the feeling of like, you acted different around your friends than you did when it's just me and you. Right? Like, right. that's a common experience in any relationship.
0: And that's where, so, um, and that's where in the film, so after the lyric, but all I felt was shame and you held my lifeless frame, that's when we get the fight in the video in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after the fight, which apparently um, Taylor Swift talked about on Jimmy Fallon was like a full, like they never cut that scene mm-hmm. it was 100 just camera rolling they just improvised and did that whole fight scene without cutting anything which was pretty impressive
1: it was yeah and that they improved it too and that it was yeah. so realistic for a fight how do you feel during that fight scene
0: on edge how do you feel um uncomfortable
1: like it's too intimate for me to be watching right because it's too real
0: i mean that's it's, it's a great like that is a perfect...
1: it doesn't seem scripted so it it does it makes me feel like i'm watching into somebody's life and i shouldn't be there
0: (laughs) yeah like it's very in that moment
1: do you know what i mean yeah
0: well that's because you've probably had fights like that where no one else was privy to them and so you can't imagine what it would be like if someone was actually watching that yeah yeah um
1: so then he's gaslighting her obviously in that scene where he i mean i mean not Maybe not, obviously. Maybe if people don't know what that is, it's, like, where you're trying to convince someone of something that didn't really happen. So... He's pretending like he
0: didn't realize that... Like, he says, I didn't realize I dropped your hand, when, obviously, he may not have, like, remembered that he dropped the hand, but obviously the, the feeling that he had elicited a response to drop her hand. So he knew that the feeling he was having was embarrassment probably was like some- something was she real. was
1: saying and then he got embarrassed and dropped her hand or whatever and like you you can tell when someone's acting like that around you and then you're like no right. you're acting like I'm not cool
0: or you're acting like different around me and he pretended like he wasn't so then um we get the verse which is from the original song and this is the chapter of are you real okay and
1: so in the original, all of that didn't wasn't in it. Yeah, except for maybe and I know it's long gone. Oh, yeah. Did we go through that? Yeah, so sorry. that's where
0: the original would have picked back up, that's right? The original picked back up. And that's where. Yeah, that's where the music picks up again after the fight in the short film.
1: So I know it's long gone and there was nothing else I could do and I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. We can't skip over that. That's No, we can't, because it's beautiful. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. It's a, g- a great line. It is. I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to forget you.
0: Which is y- that you're progressing in the getting over phase. Like, you know, the days go by so slow when you're trying to get over someone, but every day you think about him less unless which helps you realize that you 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 forget why you need to forget him
1: right cuz those little moments aren't happening anymore and yeah you usually just remember like the big moments of relationship the highlights so whether those be like big bad things or big good things if most of the bad things were like really subtle little things the way you m- made me feel on small occasions i think it's easier to forget that yeah Because it's not like, oh, he hit me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's like small things. And that's the feeling of I almost do, right? Yeah, it
0: definitely is.
1: Like, I've forgotten about this long enough to forget why I need to forget you.
0: Yeah, it's so good. All right, moving on. Yeah, so then it's, are you real? And this is where, because there we are again in the middle of the night. We're dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. So we see them dance around the kitchen in the refrigerator light in the film. Very satisfying. It is. Um, down the stairs, I was there. I remember it all too well. And so we also see sci- or um, scenes in the, um, in the short film where they're playing cards, drinking wine, having sex, holding hands, doing a crossword puzzle in bed. And I liked the crossword puzzle in bed because that then goes, is a callback to the red lyric fighting with him was like trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. I was going to say, I think the the whole thing about I was there, I remember it. Goes back to that quote of the article that explained a thing that I didn't know I felt about this song until that article said it. Yeah. Which is like, this is her vindication for being like, I know how things really happened. Like, it's Taylor getting the last word. Yeah. It's how she always does, which is her magic of being like... (laughs) no let me tell you this was the story and this is how it fucking happened and you're not going to gaslight me and you're not going to tell me that this didn't exist and so in a more eloquent way that article was saying like this is her taking back her narrative right being like you acted like this wasn't a big deal like this wasn't a, a, a an important relationship but let me tell you i was there and i
0: remember it all yeah. too well and here's the proof like look at all these memories of this life that we built together yeah and don't tell me that you don't remember these things either right I just like that just like clicked for me because of what you read earlier yeah. and then looking at this so and there we are again when nobody had to know so this is a new lyric this is not in the original um, so because and the original ends at I remember it all too well And then a new lyric is, yeah. And then we are again when no one, nobody had to know. And
1: it's the same
0: tempo and music as the regular song. Yes. You kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. (gasps) Holy shit. That's so good. (laughs) It's so good.
1: (laughs) Because he kept her like a secret because he was embarrassed and she was younger and he thought like, oh, she's childlike. And for him, it was like minimizing the relationship but she kept him like an oath because she She was there she was there she took the relationship seriously for what it was yeah right right i mean what does that mean does
0: it mean no that's that's exactly i mean it's
1: what do you think about when nobody had to know is it just when they're alone
0: yeah like i said like all of the good things all of the good memories of them are when they're by themselves and he doesn't have to pretend to be a cooler version of himself Mm -hmm. like it's when their true selves are together that it's the best like driving upstate that's why they always went upstate because it was just the two of them
1: Mm -hmm. i also love the next line sacred prayer and we'd swear to remember it all too well because i like the religious undertone of sacred prayer like holy ground yeah, Like this was a sacred and, and sacred prayer like it was a thing that we wished for that we like blessed that we wanted to come to fruition and we'd swear also goes along with this like religious thing too like
0: and it's also taking an
1: oath like swearing praying like
0: it's also the first time that it's like because she says you kept me like a secret I kept you like an oath but now it's we'd, we'd swear. swear so they obviously talked about how great Things were at one point,
1: and and wanted like and, to remember these moments that they had together. Yeah. Well, maybe we got lost in translation. So this is original lyrics. Are what's, we still in chapter three? I don't know
0: what's the next chapter called.
1: Let me tell you.
0: The breaking point. So this is um, no. So then, maybe we got lost in translation. This is the start of the breaking point, and. This is where they're, they're in that, um, the place with the fire and everything. And she's on her knees and he's up and you see him break up with her. And she's just mouthing. You don't hear any of them. You don't hear anything, but she's mouthing. And I think you can read her lips. And she says, like, what do you mean? Or what are you thinking? Or something along those lines. And because you can just see, like, they went from those great moments of dancing around the fire to suddenly he's like, I can't do this anymore.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's also relatable of just the, like, the Switch. yo-yo yeah. uh, of that person in a relationship when, like, everything's going well and then all of a sudden it's not. Yeah. Like, okay. Um. So maybe we got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this thing was a masterpiece till we tore it all up. Till
0: you tore it all up. Yeah, sorry. She had no, she did none of that tearing. <laughs> <laughs> Till
1: you tore it all up. I'm sorry I said that wrong. Um, running scared, I was there. I remember it all too well. So this is the part that we scream. Yeah. I, I want to take it back. I don't want to fuck that up. So maybe we got lost in translation.
0: Maybe I asked for too much.
1: Maybe this thing was a masterpiece.
0: Till you tore it all up.
1: Running scared. I was there.
0: I remember it all too well.
1: And you call me up again just to break me like a
0: promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumbled up piece of paper lying here. Because I remember it all, all,
1: all. So this is an amazing, is this a bridge? Yeah. Okay, well, no wonder. No wonder. (laughs) I mean, this is the part that, in the original you're screaming yes. like you're you're scream singing this maybe we got lost in translation like what what
0: went wrong like i'm not really understanding what happened like we i, I th- thought we were on the same page we were saying things that were similar but obviously my thoughts were completely different than yours
1: yeah and so like did we were we communicating badly i guess so and then maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up like you said he did that
0: and the masterpiece, you know, is just art piece, like a, a beautiful piece of art and just ripped it. Imagine mm- taking like the Mona Lisa and just ripping it, shredding it, running scared. So this is her
1: saying he ran from this relationship like shit got too serious and he ran away. Yeah. Is that is that how you interpret it? I
0: interpret it. Yeah.
1: Um, so she remembers it all too well. You call me up again just to break me like a promise. Okay, so
0: this, this- is like you call me up again. You want to try it over. You want to, or you want to just explain why you did what you did, why you're feeling what you did, and it's like, no, you you already fucking broke up with me. Why are you continuing to tell me over and over again that this isn't gonna work?
1: Yeah, and promises are a thing that can be broken, and so he's breaking her heart like he breaks promises but it's perfectly wrapped up into one line of you call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel is beautiful alliteration in and the name of being
0: honest. One of the uh, cash
1: Mr. Perfectly fine lyrics, yes. which we've talked about before. Okay. So I'm a crumbled up piece of paper lying here is just how you feel. And then that's a parallel with the visual because at that point in time, She's been, like, writing a page of a story
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: typewriter in the film. And then she crumbles up the piece of paper. And so we see
0: that piece of paper lying there. Yeah. And then you um, also see her all alone at a party. Um, that's the next scene is after she's, like, lying, but she's all alone at a party. And I think, I'm not really sure what this scene is. Um but she's like uh, back against the wall looking at everyone. And I don't know if they're supposed to be like his friends that she had previously met and they're just like not paying attention to her or what, but that it's like almost like in an art gallery, there's like a white wall. She's standing back up against her with her lipstick on and she's drinking from a glass of champagne. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's also th- this scene. In the-
1: yeah. And like she says, this is not like, Totally, this is not her exact life, right? Like, yeah, she said about the film, this is not supposed to be autobiographical. It's based on elements from her real life. So the difference being, the major difference being, we haven't said this, but Sadie Sink's character is playing an author, yeah, and Taylor is obviously uh, a musical artist, yeah, but
0: maybe blooming artist, or maybe blooming also novelist. an author. <laughs> um, so then. We the tempo in- changes again, and we get into a new verse for that the we didn't have in the original. No, and I really love it. They say all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. So good, <laughs> it's just so good. It is so good. Like all too well, and then you just re- she just keeps saying all's well that ends well. That's a very famous, it's a common expression. saying expression. But I'm in a new hell. I've never been here before. I've never been this down before. Every time you double cross my mind. So every time you come across my mind and then I'm you you double cross me in my mind. You fool me in my mind. Yeah.
1: Well, like he's breaking so many fucking promises and calling her up again and she's thinking about it and she's thinking about it again. Like he's crossing her mind multiple times. But I think not only is he crossing her mind
0: multiple times, but he's a
1: betrayal or betrayer,
0: you know? You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. And that made me want to die. Yeah, because there's nothing
1: she can do to change that. No. But now, looking back on it, I'm sure she's like... Meh.
0: The the idea you had of me, who was she? A never-needy, ever-lovely jewel whose shine reflects on you.
1: What do you think of this line? This is the one line I don't know what to make so, of it.
0: So I think that she's saying I was never needy. I never needed you to be doing certain things. I never demanded these crazy things that a lot of people do in a relationship. I was shiny. I was bright. I accompanied you to these parties. I did these things with you. I was I was perfect, essentially. So if that's who I was... What was your idea of me? What did you think of me? Like, who was she? Like, or is, or do you think that she's answering the question?
1: Mm. The idea you had of me. Who was she? I think she is answering the question. That's how I read it because it's the question is posed first.
0: But do you think she she's saying that he thought that that's what she was, or do you think that? She's saying, that's what she was. If that makes sense. I think she's saying, that's what he thought she was. Okay. And she really wasn't.
1: And she really wasn't, because she had real emotional needs that he was ignoring.
0: Well, because then it goes into, well, because that's what she was. A never needy, ever lovely jewel, whose shine reflects on you. So when they were together, that's exactly who she, that was the character she played. But now she's weeping in a party bathroom
1: right that's her needy quote unquote that's her like real emotion that was not shown to him or was not shown to his parties like
0: his people People, and events some actress asking me what happened to you that's what happened to you (sighs) such a good line to say i know i love the accusation so there's a lot of talk around who who the actress is Mm -hmm. i think people have Come to the conclusion that it's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Okay. Because they were they filmed they were filming Love and Drugs, that movie Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then I think there was like a premiere of it after Taylor and him were broken up, and mm-hmm. she was at the premiere. So maybe that's the scene. From I the think party. the art gallery. Is yeah, that, that's the party. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? It's analogous. So we also in the film at this time we see um them the birthday party scene.
1: And then the tempo changes in the next part and these yeah. are still new lyrics.
0: You who charmed my dad
1: with self-effacing jokes.
0: So they're sitting around what is allegedly her home, her her kitchen table, and it's Is this the reeling? No um yes, this is the reeling.
1: So we started the reeling with this new verse yes, here. Yes, yeah. Okay.
0: What does the reeling mean? Reeling to me
1: is like you are like still spinning your wheels, like you are not, you're in shock, you're not processing something, like you're not into processing it. You like really spinning me around
0: and around is like
1: when I told you that story earlier. I came home and was just like, What, 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 <laughs> okay, like what just happened? What just happened? Like, I think it's shock,
0: okay. And you're still spinning wheels. So she's so she's in shock, and she's thinking about like how they used to sit around her kitchen table, and he would. At, and at this point, it's that's
1: it's vamping. This yeah. is the raw emotion part. Like it already kind of was that, but then the reeling is putting words to what you're saying. Like, yeah. this is her spinning out just like stream of consciousness of. I'm trying to process like what the fuck just happened. Like you we, who
0: charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes.
1: Like I was there. I I
0: have all these memories. Like I can't even drinking coffee. Like you're on a late night show. Like just you know the easy quips, the back and forths, the comfort of just like having a good interview on a late night show. And she's watching it in the scene. She's at the edge of the table, and you see the the profiles of of him and her dad, and then. It goes to the scene where they're at the same party, the same party or the same table with a happy birthday sign in the back. She's sitting in the same seat, but he's not there. So,
1: this scene is significant because people have pointed out since then that this scene is reminiscent of in the lover music video. Her birthday party with her lover is like fulfilling this party that never happened interesting because he let her down
0: and this party is obviously also the the premise of um the moment i knew
1: right yeah and so there's moments that you all can look up uh, i don't know all the specific details but there are parallels between these two scenes between the scene in lover when she's blowing out the candles and then this scene here and then obviously we have the gift right we have the red box which has the scarf in it Mm -hmm. what so she's Gifting it to someone else? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand get the giving in the scarf other than is it just... My heart? Passing it on to someone else?
0: I don't know.
1: Who's giving the gift? She's getting it, presumably. It's her birthday party, right? Yeah, so
0: she would be getting it.
1: So she's getting it back, but he still has it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just supposed to be like a fun Easter egg. Yeah. I don't understand
0: it. Um, but then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21.
1: And that's the moment we knew. Yes. But this is the moment I knew. And so for the fans, this is like so satisfying to see all these different angles of this story come yeah. together. It's like we had pages and now we're like putting them together into a full book.
0: It's So yeah. Well, and that's what she does at the end of this short film. Ah, full circle multiple times over.
1: Uh, I love that. And but also, that moment feels like the moment of the moment I knew, doesn't it? It's
0: yeah, exactly. Spot on.
1: And the music goes down because she was she was
0: in the reeling, she was going at it, right? And now it's um, spins out here, and now it's I think the remembering,
1: right? So she's done that like
0: shock. And then gone through that processing. And so we're into remembering time. So this, this next verse is from the original as well. Mm-hmm. Time won't fly. It's like, I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. It's so good. So
1: good. But that is exactly how it feels when a relationship ends. You don't know yourself outside of a long-term relation. Well, and for this it was like three months, but like, They were staying together. They were all the time together all the time. But you don't you don't know like you've been so defined by that relationship.
0: Your day to day activities were defined by that relationship. Your emotions were defined by that relationship. The music you listened to the wine you drank the The high
1: heels you wore or didn't wear.
0: All of that was defined by this relationship. And so you're you're just trying to figure out who you were before that relationship.
1: So after plaid shirt days and nights where you made me your own, now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. But you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. You can't get rid of it.
0: So this is also in the music video. The remembering is not only her remembering, but it's him remembering because you see a a shot of him walking down the street, like contemplating life.
1: And the shirt that like throughout the film, there was a shirt that was his that she ends up wearing. Yeah. And we see him wearing plaid. All the time. (laughs) Flannel. That was like his go to, right? Yeah.
0: Um, Because you remember it all too well because you remember it all too well this is the first time it's not her remembering it all too well. She's flipping it back and saying, no, you remember it all too well too.
1: Yeah. It reminds you of innocence. I think is reflecting also back on like this, this makes me think of how in the original, I didn't get the full picture of the power dynamic with the age difference. Mm-hmm. And like having heard the full version with the original, it it kind of changes me hearing that line of, yeah. it reminds you of innocence. Like she was,
0: Just fresh-faced young girl, you know? Yeah. Back, um, because there we are again when I loved you so, back before you lost the one real thing you've ever known. hmm It's probably a bit of hyperbole, but, like, because he would probably argue that it wasn't the best thing he'd ever known.
1: Right, but I think her point there is, like, a lot of his other relationships have seemed superficial. Yeah. And she saw parts of his life and she probably saw a lot of parts of his life that were kind of fake. And she knew that what they had was like real emotion.
0: Cause she saw a different side. Right. Um. And then it's, it was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. This is where the original version ends. Mm-hmm. I remember it all too well. Wind in my hair. You were there. So that's, you know, from the first verse, You remember it all. Down the stairs, you were there. It's the second verse. You remember it all. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. So that's where the original song ends. And then this is in the short film, chapter, The 13 Years Gone.
1: (laughs) I just had a picture in my head of, like, a video that would be a TikTok of, like, a rare steak and... (laughs)
0: What? somebody <laughs> being like it was rare I, was there. I remember it Aaron, Aaron's, <laughs> Aaron's like we are too emotional right now I just need to think about steak <laughs> I'm so hungry I know me too
1: um, okay and the tempo changes here and we get back to words that
0: weren't in the original Not and it's not even the tempo it's like it's, it's not a bridge it's like just what is it called when a song is just like like, this is her riff. This is her, like... Yeah, I
1: think it's vamping. Yeah. I think most of the music in the new verses is vamping, which is vamping is just kind of like when you play music until the person is done singing. So in musicals, they do this. It's a thing. Like, so so you'll have a cue line. For example, somebody would say, all right, Jack, I'm gonna go get the wagon, right? Yeah. And then the musicians know to vamp, which is just to, like, play the same set of music on okay. repeat until...
0: The Jack pers- gets the wagon.
1: Yeah, or <laughs> or somebody is kind of like talk singing, and they're not really like singing verses that go to specific melodies. They're just kind of like, you know, the other day, how would you feel? Yeah, if yeah, I okay. told you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Do you, does this make sense? Yes, it's weird that I have to like give specific examples no, like that's... that, but that's what they do because it's like if they were gonna set it to music. They would need to know exactly when it started and exactly when it stopped. Mm-hmm. So, with vamping, it allows the performer to just continue until they're done and then they can just end it neatly because it's just been the same music repeated. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So, this is what makes me feel like we are getting what happened in that original oh, for sure. stream of consciousness because. I'm sure the band was just vamping. Like they were like, we're just going to play some shit for you and
0: let you go. Go and, off but queen. But it's like but she doesn't even sing this really. This is like a It's it's yeah, it's yeah, like this talk singing. Is talking singing. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age.
1: So good. Yeah. Taylor, you are good at telling jokes yes. because fuck
0: him. <laughs> you are funny, okay? <laughs> Well, and that,
1: that is brought up in their relationship multiple times. Like you roll yeah. your eyes at my jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple other allusions to him not getting her humor.
0: Oh, um, beginning begin again.
1: again.
0: From when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones. I think I talked about this in the treacherous um uh episode, but yeah, talk about it again. But this is the this is a direct line from all we are is skin and bones, um, trained to get along. So this is just another like she's pulling the skin and bones back. But I love the alliteration of Brooklyn broke my skin and bones B the B, the B mm-hmm. and they were upstate, yeah, so that's the Brooklyn Brooklyn is not upstate girl, oh, Brooklyn is still in New York City. It's a borough, oh. He is from Brooklyn, though. Or he lives in Brooklyn. They stayed in Brooklyn,
1: and then they drove further upstate. I don't know, New York. I've never been there.
0: From when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones. Oh, it's so good. I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight.
1: That line is so good. Every single
0: line in this verse is amazing.
1: To quote Pat Benatar, love is a battlefield. Yeah. She, this was the battle of her life, or the fight of her life, like, And which makes me think of Ivy as well, right? Like, but love being a battle is a beautiful metaphor there, but it's like she has been traumatized, (laughs) yeah, and come back. She's malnourished, and we saw that, yeah, dude. Because I mean, and that was going into her eating disorder too. But I told you I saw her in 1989 concert. And I was so close to her. Like, I was, like, probably 10 feet away from her.
0: I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I'm so jealous. There's
1: people, and there may be people listening, who have met her. Like, there's a fair amount of fans who have. It's crazy. But she was so skinny. Like, her legs and arms looked almost the same Mm. width. And I remember being, like, I was trying to enjoy the show, and I definitely was. But I remember just being, like, really concerned. But I, this is a low point for her in red going into that.
0: But I also don't like, I also think a soldier who's returning half her weight it's not only physical, but it's mental and emotional too. Like, How so? like, I mean, if you think about people that fight in wars and then come back and they have those mental health issues and they have this, they're just drained because of what they've seen, what they've been through vision, like emotions that have been tapped that have never been tapped before that it just completely drains you of all that feeling and so that's half her weight as well
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: that makes sense and then i mean this next line is just phenomenal
1: i can tell just like reading these that these would be morgan lyrics like (laughs) lyrics that you would love
0: yes and the and did the twin flame bruise paint you blue god so twin flame once again state of grace when it's just twin fire signs for blue eyes so obviously they're both sagittarius that's what she means by that they're the twin flames and those would be red and those would be red and then the the bruise from them to just fighting and hitting each other and the the battle did it also bruise you the way that it bruised me? And did it make you as depressed as it made me? Mm-hmm. That's how I interpret that line.
1: I like the next part where she says, just between us. yeah, Because it's like, we you don't remember? have to
0: tell anyone else. Yeah. Like, just, just, just between tell me. us.
1: Why are you still trying? Like, I want to know that this was real. I know it was real. Like, I remember it. I was there. But like. To st- stop acting like it didn't matter. It wasn't important. Like, when no one else is around, and you don't have to care about being cool or whatever. Like, just between us. Like, did this matter
0: to you? And it's interesting, then, that she says, though, that she she classifies it as a love affair. Did the love affair maim you too? Oh, Mame is a word for, like... Destroy, break. Like an animal would maim a person, a you wild can, animal. You can also be charged with DWI maiming, which means that you were driving under the influence and caused an injury that was very severe, but didn't wasn't death. So, like, I I uh, defended someone who got in a car accident and the passenger lost his arm. Hmm. That's maiming.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I I don't guess it did maim him. Do you think it did? I
0: think it did. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they never really show right like no but i think that if you have a relationship like this it may not have maimed him the same way that it maimed her but he she was, was younger he was maimed
1: but it what well, he was affected definitely yeah. um okay so cuz in this city's barren cold i still remember the first fall of snow okay what What This is a Taylor moment because the first fall of snow, this is the season changing. So like we started out in the fall and by now we're in the winter.
0: But it's so she's thinking back because now in this city's barren cold, I still remember the first fall of snow. So it's like the barren cold is the loneliness of the city. There's no joy in cold without snow. It's just like, what's the point of cold without snow? Just like Christmas. You can get through the winter because it's Christmas, but in January, it's just lonely and depressing and cold, and there's nothing to be joyful about. That's how I see that.
1: Yeah, I think the first fall of snow marks the moment in their relationship when it was like it ended,
0: right? You think? I don't think so. I think the first... I still remember the first fall of snow is I still remember when it was good, like when it was... Like now, in the city's barren cold, I'm lonely. But I still remember in that cold when I wasn't lonely, and the bare it wasn't barren cold. It was snowing. But we can differ here.
1: Yeah, and how it glistened as it fell is beautifully sung there. And that's why I think it it's sounds a happy like it's memory. glistening in the background. Good job, but Jack Antonoff. I think Antonoff. you can be happy. I think you can be portray like beauty and sadness and it's not necessarily like happiness like to me like that is like a a beautiful sad moment because i see it as like i don't know if they started dating in like november december january or whatever like maybe it first snowed then and to me it seems like the seasons changing is marking the end of that relationship or the moment that she knew that it was not really gonna a okay. thing, and the moment she knew was her birthday, so that's birthday kind team. of like December ish.
0: I still think we can differ here, okay, and that's the joy of it, isn't it? <laughs> and I remember it all too well. And so then she just repeats over and over again. So the original, we wouldn't have had
1: that, it would have it, just ended, and it would have just ended with I, I remember, remember it all, all too well. well.
0: But now we also have to talk about this is 13 years gone, so this is in the film when this is when this part is being um, sung in the film, you see Taylor. Did we skip a couple? No. Remembering. Oh, no, yeah. So you see Taylor getting ready for what we've soon to find out is an event. And she's, it's 13 years later, so she's grown up um, and she's in her own place. You see um, travel pictures hanging on the wall. You see that she's had this full life Uh, but now she's still, she, her book that she's about to read out loud is about this. And so it's just, it's mirrors exactly this, like 13 years have gone by for her here, but she's still singing the same song. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that
1: scene, she's apparently reading lyrics to All Too Well. Yeah. Um... I love seeing Taylor with red hair. Yeah, it It reminds me of the Babe music video. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, But I guess the red hair would have been, like I said, this was supposed to be kind of a film like Nocturnal Animals,
0: Jake's film. And then the last um, visual you see is him standing outside of the reading with the scarf on. And the book, the cover of the
1: book is like the giving tree. It does look like that. Which the Giving Tree is a book about it's a really depressing book. About a tree that just continues to give all parts of itself to this boy as he grows up and gets old and dies until the tree has like nothing left to give. Which to me is a lesson about empaths and <laughs> setting boundaries. Right? Yes. But I mean, do you so what do you what do you think about the giving tree being the cover for the book?
0: Well, I mean she was an empath, right? She didn't set boundaries Mm -hmm. and it's continue. Like she's still continuing to give. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that probably too. All right. Well, what do you want to go through rankings? What are your rankings? Well, yeah, first I just want, uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, but I forgot it now. So don't worry. Oh, I did want to say, so, I think it's a good time to f- note that uh, Jake Hall did like a a um, interview with, I think it was Esquire magazine, and he was asked about this specifically, and I think his response was great, and it was just like, artists need to, like, artists use their own experience to make art, and that's what she's doing here.
1: Yeah, like, and, everybody needs to shut up about him yeah. caring or being upset.
0: So, and so I think, you know, that's also portrayed with this book is this, you know, she wrote a book based on her pain. She wrote a song based on her pain. And it's, that's kind of, that's what artists do. They take emotions and turn it into art.
1: Right. And he might put his into the way he acting. Exactly. The way he does film. So for me, do you want to go through rankings? Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. What? The guy who plays um, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, older version his first name is jake yeah his name is jake lyon yeah oh which it's like lyon like l-y-o-n mm. but it's kind of funny right it sounds yeah. like jake lyon yeah it does do you think she intentionally picked a guy named jake
0: probably i mean why would it what what i mean it couldn't just be like coincidence, coincidence. <laughs> okay so rankings
1: So this is, for me, on the album, number one.
0: Me too. Okay. I mean, but it's also number one overall.
1: And then this is my number three overall.
0: What are... Okay, so I know one of them that's over it, but what's number two? So my tears ricochet. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I'm forgetting now. I just looked. Ivy? Ivy? No, and I don't know why I can't remember. And that's embarrassing. It is,
0: cuz if it's above all too
1: well, I should know. I did, literally just looked. Oh, Cornelia Street. I had ranked, and this is before we did the red ranking, but I had done number 1 My Tears Ricochet, number 2 Cornelia Street, and number 3 All Too Well.
0: So if it's before the red ranking, do you still stand by that? Or does the 10-minute version put it back I think, up over Cornelia Street? I
1: think probably the 10-minute version would make it go above Cornelia Street. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, guys, that was that was a doozy, but yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that.
1: Yeah. Um, for the tell me what or theories, I think it's appropriate to mention that people have been talking about uh Sally Rooney, the author
0: potentially being Taylor Swift. Oh. I sent you that video, yeah. right? Yeah, that I mean I'm gonna tell you guys it's not. <laughs> she is not the author. Sally Rooney is a real person who writes really great books, and I. it's not that I don't think Taylor could write really great books, but she's an Irish author that has written some of my absolute favorite books. Okay,
1: well, what do you think about the idea that Taylor's already written a book under a something? pseudonym? Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. I really do. Okay. I think when she writes her first book, she's going to let the world know that she write, wrote her first book.
1: Okay. All right, you ready for... Taylor Trivia.
0: Do you have anything planned?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's just our rankings from that Instagram poll.
0: Oh, okay, good. So I put on the poll the All Too Well
1: original, All Too Well Taylor's version, and All Too Well 10-minute version. Okay. So people could vote between the three of them. And people voted 92%, 92% voted for All Too Well 10-minute version. Obviously. And 8% voted for All all too well like taylor's version okay nobody voted for the original
0: okay well that's because (laughs) we want to support yes exactly so thank you guys (laughs) um so this is our last episode of this season uh we are gonna come back for a season three once we know that what the what the new re-record is going to be what do you think it's going to be Aaron? 1989
1: i think in the summer I think,
0: because we're go- we're closest to summer now. Yeah, she's I, not going to do speak now in the summer. I think she might do Reputation and Karma next. I really do. Would, that would really just blow our fucking minds. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that out, and I don't know why. But I think maybe because I'm just a contrarian at heart. But you contrarian shit. <laughs> but I think that that's what's coming next, and
1: okay. that's why it's
0: taking so long for her to announce it because it's going to be big.
1: Wow. That would, uh, you blew my mind even just like proposing that. That would be crazy. Well, we'll see. Cause I mean, she's h- hinted towards 1989 and it seems like she's hinted towards speak now as well. I think it makes more sense for 1989 to be in this summer.
0: Don't get me wrong. I would love either of the others, obviously, but yeah. that's my thought. And I just want to encourage you all. We want to encourage you all to keep following our social media, um at swifterhood podcast is on insta and tiktok and then swifterhood p on twitter because we will still be providing updates of when season 3 will be released um and we want to continue And we have
1: merch. We have season 2 merch. We do.
0: Oh yeah, why don't you um what which website is it? Are you it's, linking it?
1: Yeah, so our merch is on our bonfire website, but um I'm hopefully should have way in the past already done this, but I'm trying to make a link a link tree which is just like where I can put all our links together so like have our website and our bonfire and our buy us a coffee and whatever but it'll be linked in the info for the podcast description.
0: Okay. Thank you all for uh, doing this journey with us this red journey through season two and we look forward to being back with you for season three.
1: I love hearing from you all. We love hearing from you so if you just want to chat and want to talk about Taylor Swift stuff hit us up.
0: Ciao. Bye.